Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I am your host, Julia Sorensen, and we are broadcasting from space. I'm Ross White. It's November 19th, 2019, and we are still searching for a hospitable planet. We're broadcasting trivia across the galaxy and as we'll, we do so. And we will be asking trivia in four whole rounds to test knowledge and creative thinking. This week's intro music was Je Suis Charlie by Shelf Life. I feel like I wandered into a hookah lounge. I feel like it had a clock as one of its instruments. (laughs) Or a metronome. We are clearly still on the lookout for permanent theme music. So friends, if you want to make a little song and send it our way, we will use it as our intro music for one episode guaranteed Maybe more if we fall in love, but one episode guaranteed. We will play it no matter what it is, unless it's, uh, you know, like truly offensive and terrible. And by that, I mean anything that sounds like the band TLC. If it'll Mm. burn your house down, I'm not interested. Mm, Actually, yeah, no, actually burning the house down is not a good idea. So we have fixed our sound. I discovered when I was taken out of stasis this week that our podcast Spock had been messing with our communications array. God damn it, Spock. He was putting on his little kitty space suit and he was getting out for a kitty spacewalk. He was very inspired by the fact that there were two women who did a spacewalk on the ISS. First time we had an all-female spacewalk and he was like, I want an all-feline spacewalk. And he walked right over to the communications array and used it as a litter box. Spock, let us just have something. Mm, bad kitty. Ross, how, how are you? What is going on with you this Man, week? Man, I got to tell you, I feel like a million bucks because I finished designing two books. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, I'm working on a one book of nonfiction, one book of poetry, and they look pretty. I'm excited to see it. I like to make pretty things. Pretty. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually thinking seriously that it's getting about time to finally turn Spock and Associates, which is the name of my design firm, <laughs> into into a real thing. So if you see Spock and Associates dot com on your on the interwebs soon, then, you know, I actually did turn it into a real thing. <laughs> what about you, Jules? Uh, you still have the glow. I do still have the glow and uh, that glow. Uh, also brought naivety this week because I was so excited to go try on wedding dresses for the first time. Like my mom and I went to David's bridal. We're going to have a whole mother-daughter day and I am a fool and I didn't realize you needed an appointment. Oh no. I I thought you could just walk into a David's bridal. We thought you could too. It says on the website, walk-ins welcome, but they don't let you try on the dresses if you're a walk-in. You just get to look at them. I feel confident that Heidi walked in to a David's bridal during a sale and bought her dress that day but knowing my wife she might have just been like that and then never tried it on (laughs) um also maybe sale days are different i don't think i went on any kind of special day this is just an hour-long chunk that my mom and i were both free so instead we just sat at a mexican restaurant and she bought me like eight bridal magazines and we just poured over magazines like it was some conspiracy theory with yarn looking at dresses so am i correct in thinking that when you discovered that you would not be able to try on the dresses you were like forget it i won't even look or did you look did you gander oh yeah you browsed yeah we still looked i took a couple pictures of ones i'd like in case i want to go back there again okay um there weren't any i super duper loved but you know options open never hurts well listeners if anybody would like to hand make a wedding dress for julia (laughs) i will guarantee right here and now that she will wear it at her wedding if you send it to us Our address, if you would like to drop it in the mail, is P.O. Box 1342 Space. (laughs) Just send it in a rocket and and hope it hits us. Yes, you will have to use a rocket for that. But we have a P.O. Box, so that's good. It's hard to aim. (laughs) Uh, Julia, we've got something strange on radar. Um... 
Yeah, it looks like something else is floating through space. Looks like another escape pod. Let's perform the docking maneuver. I will analyze the passenger manifest. Opening the airlock. Our guest today is a comedian, a GM, and host of a number of podcasts, including the forthcoming Concept. Please welcome Dan Spencer. Hey, everybody. So glad to have you here, Dan. So glad to be here. Now, you are floating through space in a one-person escape pod. Yes. What is it that you are fleeing? Uh Oh, so much tax fraud. (laughs) Wow, unabashed. (laughs) This isn't going to be like released. Not at all. No, this is purely confidential. Okay, good, good, good. No one will ever. I mean, we broadcast this from the furthest reaches of space, but we assume that no one on Earth will ever hear it. I would hope not. Because it's like, it's not just like federal tax fraud, it's just like earthwide tax fraud. Oh, yeah. So, mm, so I had to get rid of the, just get out of the whole planet. All so right. Even so, if we have an inexplicable audience in Sweden, then this is still dangerous. We actually do have an inexplicable audience <laughs> in Sweden. We discovered yeah. just recently that we were the number 24 podcast in the games category in Sweden. Nicely done. Which also, I wonder how huge the games category in Sweden is. It's probably 24 podcasts. <laughs> I mean, still impressive to get on that list. I am delighted. Thank you to the one Swedish listener who gets us up to number 24 on the <laughs> Yeah, charts. you're the true bro. Thank you. If you're listening to this and you're like, hey, that's me, go ahead and tweet at us and just say, that's me. Dan, it's not often that we get a a seasoned podcaster on our podcast. I think uh, people who've listened to our previous episodes have noticed that. (laughs) Oh, I kid, I kid. We love you, Wade Mentor. Uh, (laughs) Fucking damn. But uh, but Dan, tell us a little bit about some of the podcasts that you are hosting right now, because you've got one in the hopper. Mm-hmm. I am dying to hear. You are still editing it. You are tempting me so badly because I'm like <laughs> waiting for this thing. Tell us a little bit about Concept. Yeah. So uh, Concept Podcast is my newest project. I've got the whole first season recorded and ready to go. Uh, But it is going to be a podcast that goes, uh, each season is going to be a new concept album or rock opera, uh, where each episode we will break down like the story and the plot that comes through in that song. We'll talk a little bit about the music uh, aspects of it as well. But uh, we kind of go through and analyze it and discuss it. And then at the end, uh, we will write either a new song to continue the story or one somewhere in the middle of the story, or as is the case in our first uh, our first season, uh, an alternate universe, just entirely new story uh, with the same musical theme. And now season one is The Who's Tommy. Yes. Which is an amazing podcast album. Or <laughs> podcast album? Concept album. This is what Two Beers does to me, friends. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing concept album with... Uh, a couple of very uncomfortable moments. Oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, we so we recorded pretty much all of the first season in a weekend, uh, which made for a very long weekend. And just based off of the availability of our guests, the last two songs we recorded were the last two were the the two very very uncomfortable songs to talk about. Wonderful. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that was it was that was a Sunday. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, so the Tommy is going to be our first season, and it's a wild ride, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And any any ideas on when that might drop? Sometime in twenty twenty six, I think. Yeah, probably twenty twenty six. By the time that I get around to being able to to finish up editing, no. Uh, so I am anticipating that it'll be coming out in December. Awesome. Um, and if not mid to late December, then early January. Happy birthday to us then, Ross. That'll be around our birthday That is times. true. We, oh. Yeah, we'll have completed another rotation around the Earth sun and several other suns based on where we are right now. <laughs> uh, but Dan, you are not just a concept album junkie. You are on a number of other podcasts, including some actual play podcasts. Yes, that is true. So uh, I was GM for the podcast bike brigade 
which was the first podcast dedicated to the Kids on Bikes uh, RPG system. Which is a, was a runaway hit. It was, yes, it was very, very, uh, very surprisingly successful. Uh, but uh, it was a ton of fun. We just kind of finished up our story. Um, I am on Apotolesma, which is an actual play podcast through the system Occult, which has no GM. Everyone just kind of works together at the table and uh it's basically just improv but without the comedy part mm-hmm. which is very difficult for me uh to not <laughs> yeah after years of improv comedy <laughs> right. i'm sure that was it, really is, difficult is it frowned upon to like say something stupid in it thankfully no good because okay. if it was my uh my co-hosts would have booted me a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> um and then, yeah, I'm on a project that is upcoming that is another Kids on Bikes actual play, but I can't talk about it too much. All right. right now, so. we, we will not, uh, at the end of this episode, pimp you to say more about that particular podcast. It won't Fair. happen. Okay. We will not name that podcast. We will not Good. ask you to identify the members of the cast. <laughs> we will not ask for a release date. December. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Our birthdays. Maybe. Dan, here are the rules for Trivia Escape Pod. We've got a uh, pen and paper in your hand. We're going to ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. Our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right. But our AI is a little wonky, and it's got kind of a weird sense of humor. In addition to correct answers, it now seems to be giving points for answers that are so wrong that they make Spock laugh and you notice that spock has been floating around the pod shedding his his fur everywhere it's like christmas it is but i noticed that dan is now covered in black fur and i did not know that spock could shed enough to cover a human-sized man well that is good because i didn't pack any shirts so no we noticed when you came aboard (laughs) i I am now feeling a lot more comfortable yeah you must have been very cold upon entering very cold but now i'm nice and toasty warm Thanks to Spock. True. Well, we're going to ask you all the questions for a round. We're going to give the listeners some time to think about their own answers, and then we will check in with you and see how you did. Perfect. All right. Take a number one of round one, which is general trivia. Number one, which four-letter word describes a person, usually a minor, under the care and control of a guardian appointed by their parents or a court? Now, what I would like to understand is why, if you're a minor, the court would be messing with you. Why don't they let you just go down and dig for gold and and silver and, you know, all those precious minerals? Or, yeah, they got tiny hands. Like, they can just, like, do whatever needs to be done. Is that a true fact about minors? You have to have a tiny hands to oh be a Oh, my minor? God. I thought you were saying, like, ah. send kids down into the mines. Oh, I, I mean, I would send a child down into the mines. I am pro-child labor, 100%. But, yeah, no, I was going M-I-N-E-R. Yes, all people in the mining profession have tiny hands. Can <laughs> confirm. Question number two. I'll give you the middle name of a U.S. president. You tell me which president it was. And this is a five-part question. So we'll do parts A through E. 2A, the middle name is Howard. 2B, the middle name is Herbert Walker. That's two middle names. That's bananas. Also, fun fact, many of our first presidents did not have middle names. Yeah, because aren't they like a recent-ish development? Yeah, they're pretty recent. Like relatively? Yeah. 2C, the middle name is Fitzgerald. 2D, Gamaliel. I hope I'm saying that name right. It's G-A-M-A-L-I-E-L. I assume it's biblical. Either that or Tolkien. It might be Tolkien. That would be amazing if we had a president <laughs> with a Tolkien-esque middle name. 2E, the middle name is Hussein. Ross, what is your middle name? I do not reveal my middle name in public very often, but my middle initial is V, and I will often tell people it is for victory or for venereal disease. That is, That depends on whether or not they're hitting on me in a bar. Now I want to know which one you use. Oh, venereal disease, oh. 100%. Hey, Ross. Yes. What's the V stand for? It, venereal disease. <laughs> oh, so- yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, daddy. Um, where's the fucking eject button? I'm leaving this oh pod right and now. And the worst part is he's just like covered in black fur. 
I he hate this. Shirtless, covered in black fur. Oh, oh God! Watch the, the designs I can make. And the and what he didn't tell our listeners is that he came on board in a speedo. I mean, like he was almost entirely exposed Spock, to us. Do you do you want to shed this man some pants, please? Oh my God, Spock! Please shed some pants. Oh, I I wouldn't wear them even if he did. <laughs> Number three. So this is a multi-part question. Oh, while Ross is dying on the floor, it's fine. Um, Three parts about video game franchises. 3A. This franchise takes place in a post-apocalyptic society that still seems stuck in the 50s. 3B. This franchise centers on the struggle with the Templars and and Abstergo Industries. 3C, this franchise includes titles like Morrowind and Skyrim. So, Julia, I know I told you uh, a couple weeks ago that I had been obsessively playing Railroad Tycoon Yes, I do recall this. I have changed it up. I am now playing Out of the Park Baseball 20. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Zoo Tycoon, which is clearly superior. Oh, man, I played Zoo Tycoon the minute it came out for Xbox One. Love that game. No, right now I am uh, desperately trying to trade for Mike Trout. That's how Do I you sp- actually trade with other players online? Nope, just trying to trade with a computer who does not <laughs> want to trade Mike Trout to me for a reasonable price. Making a trade like that would be a real, I mean, it's just real fishy. Eject button. We need one installed right now. Let's get Engineer Rachel on that. Who invited Dan Spencer aboard the pod? Spock. Oh, Spock is the worst. Spock is the Best. <laughs> Number four, Dan. Which Oklahoma City Thunder point guard did a series of State Farm commercials with Oscar Nunez and his, quote, twin, Cliff? And the, the damaged look on Dan's face as soon as I said Oklahoma City Thunder point guard <laughs> suggests to me that maybe he's not a huge NBA fan. Basketball's not my favorite sport. Well, you're a hockey fan. I am very much a hockey fan, yes. Yeah, I've I've sat in Section 328 with you several times. Yes. Speaking of which, are you still writing for Section328.com? I am still writing for Section328.com. That is probably one of the greatest fan sites on the planet. They, of course, have an incredible podcast as well. They do. They do indeed. I'm glad to know that you're still with them. All right, number five. So this is another multi-part question, so this will have four parts to it. Um, So I'll give you the title of a best-selling book with a blank in it, and you fill in the blank of the title. 5A, Anthony Doors, All the Blank We Cannot See. 5B, Paula Hawkins, The Blank on the Train. 5C, Karen Russell's Blanklandia. And 5D, Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Blank. You know, Julia, sometimes we talk about the games we're playing or the TV shows we're watching, but Mm -hmm. we don't talk enough about the books we're reading. This is true. I know you are probably reading a lot of psychology study, like research papers. and. If my professors are listening, yes, of course (laughs) I am. But what are you reading for fun right now? Um, So right now for book club, well... First off, I borrowed my friend's copy of It by Stephen King, but I'm taking a break from that to read my book from Book Club this week, which is actually my pick this month. And I picked The Binding by, I think it's Bridget Cole, I think is her name. Um, It's something about... uh, uh, It's by Mitt Romney, I think, The Binding. (laughs) It's Bindings Full of Women. Yes. Yeah, okay. Absolutely that. Um, No, but it's about like kind of a world where books are only written to absorb people's memories and help them forget them so like if you have an unforgettable trauma a binder like puts it in a book and then just keeps it buried away forever and then you're reprieved of the memory you don't recall it that seems very sweet but it seems predicated on a world where no one reads the books that people are making you're not meant to sell them they just stay in a cellar forever I I got you that sounds really fascinating yeah, sounds really good. It's pretty good so far. I'm like a quarter of the way through. I last time I picked for book club, it was not a great pick. I just picked on a whim. So this time I tried to redeem myself and picked on a different whim. <laughs> <laughs> I like your selection strategy. I was like, I don't know this one. <laughs> Dan number six, the 1960 song "It's Now or Never" 
might not have been a big hit in the U.S., or at least not as big as some of his other singles, but it was his best-selling single worldwide. Who is he? Who am I talking about? And I have to admit, I could not sing this song. He, like, stateside, many of us know a number of his songs, but th- this 1960 hit, I, I okay. cannot recall it. I feel less bad now because I didn't know this one either. Yeah. Interesting. This gives me a lot of hope for my answer. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> All right. So speaking of your answers, Dan, I think it's time for us to get your answers. Number one, which four-letter word describes a person, usually a minor, M-I-N-O-R, <laughs> under the care and control of a guardian appointed by their parents or a court? A ward? That is correct. Yeah, nice yeah. one. That is a, a word only in my vocabulary because of Batman. <laughs> no, seriously, Batman had a ward. You know, Dick Grayson was Bruce Wayne's ward. I would, I had never heard that. I think I just think of it like a Game of Thrones context. Oh, does somebody have a ward? Oh, yeah, it was. No, wait, hold on. I don't remember. Was Jon Snow a ward? I don't think anyone. His actual father. I don't think like a specific character was. I just remember them using that word in the book. Mm. Um, number two. So we gave you the middle name of a U.S. president, and you had to tell us which president it was. Two A. Howard. Uh, so before I, I just, my family decided a while back that we were going to evaluate which presidents had the names that were the most disgusting and vulgar, aside Good. from the very obvious ones, uh, like we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but we all decided that Taft is just the most disgusting, just Taft. It just sounds bad. It just sounds bad. But the, William Taft uh, would be the. the that is correct. Question. Also, wasn't he the one that got stuck in the bathtub? Is yes. that all anyone knows him for? Yes, pretty much. <laughs> that sucks. Two uh, B. Herbert Walker. Uh, that would be George Bush. Correct. Two uh, C. Uh, Fitzgerald. John I almost, Kennedy. I almost had the answer, but yes, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be good at that lately. Two uh, D. Gamaliel. Warren Harding. Yeah, nice one. And and is that the other name you were thinking of that's pretty vile? Cause no, that's not vile. It's just hot. I don't know. Warren Harding. Warren Harding. Yeah, okay. I it is hot adult. when you say it. <laughs> Warren G. Harding. <laughs> Two E. <laughs> Hussein. Uh, Barack Obama. That is correct. All right. So you never told us who the president was with the, the most vile name. No, it's Taft. Oh, okay. It is 100% got it. Taft. Ooh, ooh, look at that Taft. It's you, just nasty. Sure, it wasn't like Herbert Hoover. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. It was Taft. I, you know what? I tr- your family is the first family of comedy in the Raleigh area, so I will trust the Spencer clan. Number three, video game franchises. It's a three-part question. 3A, this franchise takes place in a post-apocalyptic society that still seems stuck in the 50s. Fallout. That is correct. For 50 points, 3B, this franchise centers on the struggle with the Templars and Abstergo Industries. Assassin's Creed. Correct. Another 50 points. And 3C, this franchise includes titles like Morrowind and Skyrim. The Elder scrolls correct and also skyrim was my shit yeah skyrim is the fucking bomb i didn't get into skyrim until like several years after it was released and then for a long time it was it was my shit because i'm a big fan of the bethesda open world games like Mm -hmm. fallout and (laughs) skyrim yeah clearly our ai is as well I played Skyrim on an Xbox One with a Kinect so I could speak my power words. And what? I'd be like, Fusro da. <laughs> and Heidi would come home and be like, What is happening here? And That's be, amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that was a function. Oh, yeah. That is incredible. All I, right. Number four yeah. uh, Which Oklahoma City Thunder point guard did a series of State Farm commercials with Oscar Nunez and his, quote, twin, Cliff? Well, that is definitely one Lerald Bird. Lerald? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we're looking for Chris Paul. Oh, of course. I totally recognize that name. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. I'll give you the title of a best-selling book with a blank in it. You have to fill in the blank. 5A. Anthony Doors, All the Blank We Cannot See. Stars? Ooh, so close. It was light. Oh, 
5B, Paula Hawkins, the blank on the train. Man. It was the exact girl on the train. <laughs> that could not have been more opposite. 5C, Karen Russell's blank landia. Ankle. Ankle. <laughs> See, I was expecting like, him to answer like what most people do with that of port, but nah. No, that's too obvious. The correct answer was Swamplandia. Swamplandia. And 5D, Malcolm Gladwell's Talking to Blank. God. No. <laughs> talking to Strangers. Nailed Is that the, section. <laughs> that uh, number six, the last one of this round. 1960s It's Now or Never might not have been as big in the United States as some of his other singles, but it was his best-selling single worldwide. Who is he? Bob Dylan? Mm, we were looking for an Elvis Presley. Ah! Right? Like, I don't know yeah. it's now or never at nope. all, but apparently it was huge in the Philippines. <laughs> uh, and, and like 38 other countries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just the Philippines matter. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Philippines are great, man. Uh, Dan, your score after round one, the AI is flashing up a ripe 450 for you. Oh yeah. That ain't half bad. Round two, Dan. I I apologize. The AI has just loaded up the questions for round two. I think this is completely out of your wheelhouse. Okay. It's a Disney round. Oh dip. Yeah, I've heard you oh, know dip. nothing about Disney at all. I I I don't. I was about to make a Disney Datney joke. Uh yeah, you clearly know nothing about I Disney. Can't. That's the best you got. Yeah, no, that's do you have Datney Plus yet? Uh, I personally, I don't, but I am sharing uh, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime streaming with a bunch of other people. Uh, and so one of them gave me their Disney Plus or Datney Plus password because it was about damn time. Well, as promised last week, uh, immediately after we launched the podcast i subscribed i watched rogue one i got back into stasis but i did see rogue one before i fell into a sweet sweet dreamland nice. for the week the first thing i chose to watch after getting datney plus uh was monsters university nice and i had no regrets because i forgot how good that movie it's is so good it was so cute i i saw that um uh, Wreck-It Ralph is on Datney Plus, and I want to watch it this week, but I did not see Ralph Breaks the Internet. That's on, on Netflix. There. Netflix still owns that one for now. Oh, yes. okay. So, but I can get that. Okay. Yes, you can I still wanted, get it. I wanted to go back and refresh because I haven't seen Ralph Breaks the Internet. But Ralph I, Breaks the Internet was surprisingly good. Like, I still like the first one just fine. The sequel blew my mind of how good in quality it was. Agreed. And it was, uh, there's a, there was a strong theme in that movie that echoed something going on in my life at that time and Which i is that cried you wrecked the internet like a baby oh. that movie hit hard like yeah right also got weirdly really dark at the end yeah like i was watching i was like oh oh god oh, oh, oh. god oh boy <laughs> you know what maybe i'll just watch solo instead i feel a little better no Watch Ralph Breaks or the Internet. Or just watch our reenactment of it right now. That is it. Exactly. <laughs> you guys will reenact it. I will watch it. But I'm not sure I can take tears from cartoons. Um, from you two actual humans, one of whom is garbed entirely in cat hair, that I could handle. Um, also, as a fun fact, uh, my first like group cosplay I did, we were the princess slumber party oh costumes and it came out really cute like mine was the shoddiest of them because i don't do like professional cosplay like the rest of the group did but the group photos in total adorable that's amazing <laughs> and i again i have it on good authority that we are gonna have a cosplayer on the show sometime soon yes kelly hoover i'm saying your name out loud you've been invited we're just looking for a, <laughs> a date to get her to dock with the pod it's gonna happen beautiful i am uh once i escape from this escape pod going over to her house directly from here so i will have uh, tell her, some words with her tell her that we said we can't wait to get her on board and that must mean she's in our quadrant so hopefully that will happen soon <laughs> then right. question number one in our disney round all right number one what do the animated films bambi robin hood and The Lion King all have in common that none of the other full-length animated films have. I assume that's restricted only to the other full-length Disney yes. animated films. Yeah. 
Within the Disney round, yes, all things are Disney. Yeah, it's, it makes sense. It makes sense. Number two, Dan, is a four-part question. I want you to name the following princesses. 2A. Which of the Disney princesses was only 14? Only 14 years old. That makes that movie feel creepy. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, yeah. 2B, which Disney princess has the fewest lines of dialogue in her movie? 2C, which Disney princess has a tattoo? And 2D, which princess's personality was inspired by Katherine Hepburn? Did not know that last one. Nor did I. The AI has given us some really interesting questions this time around. Also, I did shamefully too well on a BuzzFeed quiz of can you guess every Disney princess's age? And I got uh, I got a 99 because I got one wrong. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> I was ashamed but also proud. I like how exactly do you have to, like how close do you have to be to their age? Like their exact age. And do they say their ages in every single movie? No, like, they don't. The only one that where they say it is uh, Sleeping Beauty and Tangled. Okay, so it's not like, hi, I'm Elsa. I'm 19. No, also I think Elsa's like 20-ish. I don't know know these things. (laughs) I like Disney. All right, number three. Who was the first Disney cartoon character to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? It's kind of amazing to go back and look at the Hollywood Walk of Fame and realize how many cretins and untalented people have got stars. <laughs> I be- Does our president have a star? I think he might. I don't know if they removed it or not. I thought someone removed it as a prank. Uh, it keeps getting vandalized, but they keep putting it Vandalized. Back. Okay. I thought someone just straight up took it, it out. The only like time I've ever been like, that seems, I'm really happy about a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was when Casey Kasem got one. <laughs> I was like, this seems warranted. Yeah. yeah. Ross, you want to take number four? Oh, sure. I'll name two songs, Dan. You tell me the movie they're from, and I've got four pairs of songs. So this is 4A through D. Your first two songs are Almost There and Down in New Orleans. 4B, Spirit and Circle of Life. The two songs for 4C are Mother Knows Best and When Will My Life Begin. My favorite one. 4D, Trust in Me and the Bare Necessities, which is exactly what Dan came clothed in (laughs) when he entered our pod. The the Bare Naked Necessities. That is accurate. You don't need clothes, especially if you're in an escape pod by yourself. So what are the environmental controls in your escape pod set at? Tropical. (laughs) Uh, Number five. I wondered why you were so tan. (laughs) Number five, name the fathers of the following characters. 5A, Pocahontas. 5B, Simba. 5C, wait, did I already say 5C for the second one? Okay, so A, Pocahontas, B, Simba, C, Pinocchio. Why do letters rhyme? It's rude. Um, And 5D, uh, 15 Dalmatian puppies abducted by Cruella de Vil. And 5E, Bell. So basically, our AI just asked Dan, who's your daddy? Oh my God, I hate this. I'm fucking leaving. (laughs) Number six, Dan. In 1941, Disney released a movie where the main character never spoke. What was that movie? Man, 41. Disney has been around for so long. Disney's been around, yeah, forever. I think maybe even since 1927, because aren't all U.S. copyright laws based around Mickey Mouse? Quite likely. I think that might be right. I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, Mickey Mouse will never go into the public domain. Not ever. Because can you imagine the pornos that would follow the minute he's if released. If you think that there aren't already Mickey yeah, Mouse pornos out say. there, I would suggest you not go into my escape pod. <laughs> I will not. His pod is covered in nude posters of Ricky Rouse. Yes. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Is Ricky Rouse really a... 
I made that, that a thing. I made that up, but okay. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually a thing. After a cursory Google search, uh, do not look that up. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, Dan, let's get the answers to our Disney round. Number one again, what do the animated films Bambi, Robin Hood, and The Lion King all have in common that none of the other full-length animated films have? Uh, They have no humans in them? That's correct. All animal casts, no humans on screen. Number two, name the following princesses. Oh, I'm going to do so bad at this. 2A, which Disney princess was only 14 years old? Snow White? Correct. 2B, which princess has the fewest lines in her movie? Sleeping Beauty? That is correct. Yeah. Why? Because she's she's sleeping. She's a sleeping? (laughs) She's a sleeping. Wait, do you never asleep in your house? I I sleep. I go to bed to asleep. I asleep. (laughs) I I actually go to a stasis bed to asleep. 2C, who has a tattoo? Uh, I'm going back and forth. Uh, I'm gonna say Pocahontas. That yeah, is correct. correct. And 2D, which princess's personality was inspired by Catherine Hepburn? Uh, Ariel? Ooh, that one was Belle. Belle, okay. Yeah. I share technically a birthday with Pocahontas because her movie came out the day I was born. Huh. Like the exact day. And I share oh, some sass with Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Ross is the true Disney princess. Yes. We've always known. <laughs> Number three, who was the first Disney cartoon character to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Mickey Mouse? Yeah, correct. Number four, I'll name two songs. You tell me the movie they're from. 4A, Almost There and Down in New Orleans. Princess and the Frog. Correct. Best soundtrack. 4B, Spirit and Circle of Life. Lion King? That's the 2019 Lion King. You gotta say it. Oh, the it's, 2019 it's, Lion King. It's the Beyonce Lion King. I definitely had that written down. The superior Lion King. Why? Because it has Beyonce. Actually, did not like that movie. I was about to say, Beyonce didn't do a good job in that. Oh, Beyonce is flawless, and we should speak no further of any suggestion that she's not, but the movie itself was... The animation was just weird. Like they, I didn't feel like the animals were emoting. It was better in the second half than the first half. Like Young Simba expressed like no emotion. It was weird to look at yeah 4c mother knows best and when will my life begin tangled yeah 4d trust in me and the bare necessities the jungle book for someone who was gonna get his ass beat by a disney round you're doing really great (laughs) oh we're about to get into the embarrassing parts (laughs) number five name the fathers of the following characters aka who's your disney daddy um 5a pocahontas uh, um, uh, I've got um, Genocide Victim 151. Mm, we also t- would take his other name of... Oh, my God, Ross. <laughs> oh, my God. I just laughed so hard I started coughing. Don't die, please. <laughs> We're looking for Chief Powhatan. Oh. Um, 5B, Simba. Mufasa. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, Beyonce. <laughs> uh, 5C, Pinocchio. Geppetto. Correct. Uh, 5D, 15 Dalmatians abducted by Cruella DeVille. Pongo. Correct. And uh, 5E, Bell. Uh, well, obviously the most daddy of them all, Maurice. <laughs> yes, but I hate it. <laughs> Number six, in 1941, Disney released a movie where the main character never spoke. What was it? Silence of the Lambs, but it's cute. <laughs> I, Disney Plus, if you're listening, that is a hit idea. In the kids section. Oh, like my God. Disney a, Junior. A little cartoon agent Clarice Starling running around. Good evening, Clarice. Lambs. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You have to voice adorable Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Disney, if you're listening, uh, I am for hire. <laughs> Um, the answer that we were looking for was Dumbo. Oh, boy. I feel like a Dumbo for missing that. <laughs> I think a lot of people try to repress Dumbo. Uh, Dan, your score for after round two is uh, 1,100. All right. Doing nicely. Right. That means that after only two rounds, you have already fueled our travels through space. Of course, 1,000 points gets us into another quadrant of space. And with that, why don't we take a short break? 
We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be right back with more Trivia Escape Pod. And we are back with more Trivia Escape Pod. If you guys like the show, you could really help us out by leaving us a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, TriviaEscapePod.com, or just hearing us shout from the rooftops. Um, Every time you refer a friend to the podcast, you are really helping us to ensure we can continue to bring you great episodes. I can speak the English language, I promise. And when you refer a friend to the podcast... Oh, God, now it's... I'm contagious. It's contagious. Oh Lord! When <laughs> when you refer a friend to the podcast, uh, please give us their credit card number. Maybe they're social too. And I mean, you got to get the mother's maiden name in there just for you know to complete the whole thing. Um, and, name of your high school pet, or name of your first pet, or your high school mascot. And if you can find the deed to their car, please refer that to us as well. Yeah, especially license plate number with it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> All right, Ross, do you want to take away of uh, how the rules work for round three? Sure. Dan, our AI now fancies itself a screenwriter. And in previous weeks, it has written new movies and new musicals, but it's never tried its hand at the small screen. So today, our third round is a TV show round where the AI has added a letter to the title of a popular TV show, it has written a new plot based on its new title, and it wants us to read you the plot and you to tell us the name of the television show it has written. You may hear some strains of the original television show in the plot description, so that that might help clue you in, but it is an existing TV show. We've added one letter to the title, to develop a new plot, you've got to tell us the name of the television show. Here's number one. When a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront someone who kills by asphyxiating others. You look very lost in thought. I am. <laughs> now, I will say, uh, though this is a TV show round, some of these shows never aired on broadcast television. Some were streamed only through streaming services like uh, Disney Dat-ny Plus. Plus. Disney Plus. Oh, well then. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a click. <laughs> He's finally got it. That, uh, the correct answer is the Fandalorian. No, wait, nope, no. <laughs> Uh, number two, four people and their otherworldly frenemy struggle in the afterlife to define what it means to be good and to live in a royal castle. That's a good one, AI. A plus on that. Yeah, but number three, AI, it is going to require some sort of specialized <laughs> knowledge. This one is a little bit janky. Number three, an illustrator whose pen and ink drawings often depict vaguely unsettling narrative scenes in Victorian and Edwardian settings, joins the staff at Seattle Grace Hospital. (laughs) 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 So it did not start with the recognizable plot. That was sort of the the end of that question. Do you want to hear it again? Yes, please. (laughs) An illustrator whose pen and ink drawings often depict vaguely unsettling narrative scenes in Victorian and Edwardian settings joins the staff at Seattle Grace Hospital. And number four, two brilliant but socially awkward physicists and their neighbor are thrown into a naval prison. And that's N-A-V-A-L. They're not in somebody's belly button. (laughs) Because that would just be weird. No, it would be so right. As <laughs> We can't see your belly button. It's covered in black fur. Yeah, it is. Are we sure that this is Spock's fur and not just some weird hormone he's emitting? Are you? 
that it, it does seem like it's starting to grow. Like it's like the little hairs that tarantulas kick off. Like nye, nye. yeah, like Spock is a short-haired cat, but Dan is like a long-haired human now. <laughs> That's right. You know how I was clean shaven, and now you can see that I've got the goatee going on. Oh my god, that that's so true. Ross, stop making him horny. <laughs> oh, everything makes me horny. <laughs> Eject button now. No, number five, a clever assassin named Villanelle sends her nemesis slash love interest to trade school. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> You're about to say something, Dan. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, no. Number six: Two FBI agents interview serial killers in hopes of finding the actress who played Kelly Kapoor on The Office. That you know what? Who better to find the actress that played Kelly Kapoor on The Office than serial killers? I'm sure they know her whereabouts. I feel confident. I mean, of it. she never shuts up. I do need to give a shout out though to Office Ladies, which you know, oh, it's, it's not that... like a podcast as small as ours is going to help their traffic, right? But it has been so much fun to listen to that podcast. So, is that worth listening to? Oh my god, it is an absolute delight. I really love The Office, but I particularly always loved Angela. I did too, <laughs> and so yeah, it's really fun to just sort of listen to them going back down memory lane and sharing surprisingly um, uh, specific revelations of things like uh, the episode I just listened to was on episode uh, two, which was Diversity Day. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, if you look in this shot in the reflection of the television, you can see us laughing for a second because (laughs) their characters are breaking. I'm like, I love that. That's funny. I like that. I'll look into that. Do you want to take number seven, Ross? Number seven. In this anthology series in which police investigations unearth the personal and professional secrets of those involved, everyone negotiates a ceasefire. And number eight. A young woman trying to cope with life in London while coming to terms with a recent tragedy is always talking about how great her guinea pig cafe is. Oh my God, she goes on and on about how great her guinea pig cafe is. I don't think I would ever want to enter a guinea pig cafe. I don't think I'd ever want to leave a guinea pig cafe. (laughs) Seems like it would be delightful. I had a guinea pig as a pet after having had hamsters, and hamsters are awesome pets. They're really quite wonderful. But that guinea pig was a filth monster. (laughs) I mean, just vile at all times. And then, of course, we got Spock on the pod, and he's worse. <laughs> yeah, you seem to be, like, getting bigger in size, but downgrading in quality. Like, seriously, I should just go back to having the hammies. I don't think there's <laughs> much higher quality you get than Spock, personally. We know I'm, you're in cahoots. I'm a big fan. That's What's weird about this is your nose has started to look suspiciously like Spock's nose. That's just a trick of the light, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Don't. Dan, are you turning into a man-cat hybrid? Are you a no. were-cat? No. Mm. Someone called no. the director of cats. We found you an actual <laughs> real one. <laughs> oh, I know who we're replacing Idris Elba with. <laughs> oh, I was thinking the James Corden one. <laughs> I was hoping that for Taylor looked... Swift, but fine. <laughs> the James Corden one is terrifying, so that needs to change. Uh, number nine. <laughs> Bye, Ross. Okay. Number nine, an alien adventurer explores time and space with a human companion and commands a horse to make it stop or slow down. And number 10, a high school teacher and his former student cook meth and sell it to William Shakespeare. I like this one. (laughs) I would watch this show. Honestly, same. Shakespeare on meth would be hilarious. (laughs) Who say he wasn't when he was writing? I mean, who's to say that it was William Shakespeare? Good note. Good note. (laughs) Here are the answers. Well, Dan, let's get your answers first. For our Add a Letter TV show round, all of these were developed by artificial intelligence. And you can sort of tell based on these plot descriptions. And yet I feel confident that next fall, at least one of these will be premiering. 
Number one, when a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront someone who kills by asphyxiating others. Uh, that would be Strangler Things. Correct. Number two, four people and their otherworldly frenemy struggle in the afterlife to define what it means to be good and to live in a royal castle. The Good Palace. Yep, correct. Number three, an illustrator whose pen and ink drawings often depict vaguely unsettling narrative scenes in Victorian and Edwardian settings joins the staff at a, at Seattle Grace Hospital. Is this Gory's Anatomy? Yes, it is. I love that so much. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, number four, two brilliant but socially awkward uh, physicists and their neighbor are thrown in naval prison. Uh, the Brig Bang Theory. Yes, correct. Number five, a clever assassin named Villanelle sends her nemesis slash love interest to trade school. I have got nothing on this at all. I couldn't even think of a funny answer. Like I just, I was so stonewalled. This was Skilling Eve. Oh, shame I missed that one. <laughs> Number six: Two FBI agents interview serial killers in hopes of finding the actress who played Kelly Kapoor on The Office. Criminal Mindy's. Ooh, close. That we're is looking, so close. We're looking for Mindy Hunter. Ah, the criminal Mindy's is pretty great. <laughs> I'm just picturing the whole team is just Kelly Kapoor. <laughs> and they get like nothing done. <laughs> but they have fantastic clothes on. <laughs> Numbers. The business bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's going to premiere next fall. I feel yep. confident. Also, it'll be followed at like 10 p.m. by Criminal Mindy's. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, number seven. In this anthology series in which police investigations unearth the professional and personal secrets of those involved, everyone negotiates a ceasefire. Uh, truce detective. Correct. Yes. Number eight, a young woman trying to cope with life in London while coming to terms with a recent tragedy is always talking about how great her guinea pig cafe is. Uh, uh, Spenny Dreadful. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know the thought process that led you to that answer. Uh... I don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer there was flea brag. Number nine, an alien adventurer explores time and space with a human companion and commands a horse to make it stop or slow down. Dr. Woe. Yes, that is woe correct. I don't know what I was trying for there. I'm so tired. It worked, though. (laughs) Did it. Uh, Number 10, a high school teacher and his former student... Cook meth and sell it to William Shakespeare. Breaking Bard. Hell yeah, it is. Julia, after that round, what is the AI telling you that Dan's score is? Um, It just says in big letters, crushing it, because Dan has 1450. Woot woot. And we've got one more question for you, Dan, from our AI. It's a top 10 question, which means for every correct answer you get, you'll get 100 points. Dun, dun, dun. One question. Ten answers. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, not at all, but yes. <laughs> all right. According to home security company, why do you have whiskers? You have, Look, he's got big whiskers. I, I just want to get this over with. It's just a, I think those. that's just an eyelash. It's just a bunch of eyelashes that have fallen off on and landed face? on my face and just are kind of stuck there. Don't worry about it. According to home security company Front Point... I'm really trying not to worry about it, Dan, but it is really prominent. They I'm, are as wide as your body. I know. And it's going to be okay. I'm just going to lick myself for a little bit while you're reading this. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. All right. Ross, the sooner you read, the sooner we can get him off the pod. No. All right. Here's your top 10. According to home security company front, but don't lick there, Dan. Jesus. <laughs> it needs to be cleaned. Oh my God. According to home security company Front Point, which 10 states have the highest salaries for firefighters? This is so specific. 
He is still just licking away. But he's like writing while he's licking. It's kind of dexterous. It is dexterous. It is admirable. But Julia, I, I'm noticing his his teeth are now a little more pointed. I I want to see if it's a tail, but I don't want to just check out his ass without so warrant. If he's oh, you can. <laughs> oh, he can hear us. Shit. Wonderful. <laughs> uh. Can we can we talk in the shower for a second, Julia? Uh, we, well, I mean, we'll be fully clothed. Okay, then yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, so we don't need more fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fan fiction about this podcast. It's weird. Okay, so look, here's the thing: if he is turning into a cat, he's going to be an obligate carnivore, and we are the only things made of meat on the pod. I have concerns. Um, can we go? into below deck and get some of Spock's tuna food. Well, they, you know, they sealed the bulkhead last week and Spock has his little cat door, but we cannot fit. And I don't think Dan can fit because he is a giant, giant cat man. Okay. Oh, wait, I have an idea. Wait, we're in the shower. Yes. Let's stay in the shower. Yeah. Cats don't like getting wet, cats right? Cats hate water. Uh, hey. we'll, we'll just have Dan shout the answers hey. to us. Yeah. 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 Dan. yeah. What's up, Dan? You yeah. Any food? Uh, Do you have any food? Uh, you know what, Dan? We're almost done with the podcast. Okay, because I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, so, Dan, why don't you come over to the shower door and why we will go ahead and let you answer our top 10 question today. Okay. According to home security company Front Point, which 10 states have the highest salaries for firefighters? All right, so I'm confident in all of these answers. <laughs> sweet that you say that go for it california that is the number one answer with an average salary of seventy-one thousand for firefighters why because they fight a fuck ton of fires they do uh arizona not on the list but you got eight more answers washington that is number two on the list with an average salary of sixty-nine thousand dollars uh texas not on our list Ooh, boy. uh new york with an average salary of 63000 New York is number six on this list. Colorado. Number seven on the list with an average salary of 59000 New Mexico. Not nope. on the list. Illinois. Number nine on the list with an average salary of 57000 Arkansas. Nope. Not on the list. Uh Florida. Florida is not on the list. All right. All right. So here are the correct answers. According to home security company Front Point, which 10 states have the highest salaries for firefighters, number one is California, number two, Washington, number three, Nevada, number four, New Jersey, number five, Oregon, number six, New York, number seven, Colorado, number eight, Connecticut. Number nine, Illinois, and number ten, Pennsylvania. Oh. Because Eagles fans are always setting things on fire and then punching the police horses that are trying to corral them into spaces. So the AI might have miscounted. Did he get four or five of those? I think he got 30 of those. Uh, it looks as though he got one, two, three, four, five of those. All right. Just double checking. All right, so Dan, it looks like your final score for the night is 1950. That is fan-freaking-tastic. As always, all of our questions were provided by AI Supercomputer, so if you think it made a mistake, it was probably looking at... In what, Dan? <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> uh, I'm good. I'm good. I just had something in my throat. All right. <laughs> I'm really scared. Too, but I also have something fun um, on the topic of fan fiction about us. I learned that there is an AI where you can just type in a sentence prompt and it gives you a couple paragraphs. Sometimes you can make it about stupid fan fiction. So I just wrote the sentence, Ross and Julia traveled through space. And this is what we have. Ross and Julia traveled through space and time and eventually landed on Earth in the year 2011. However, the time-displaced pair didn't have any time to relax since they were busy fighting a war against a mysterious alien race called the Zombie Horde. They were defeated, but a strange energy known as the Tiger Blood gave the goddess an advantage over her enemies. 
Julie and Ross's encounter with the tiger blood was only a short while after the first zombie incident that was recorded by NASA. The pair, in their attempts to save Earth, went on an adventure that took them back in time and landed in the prehistoric era. They then encountered the tiger blood again. This time, their attempts to kill the energy caused the tiger blood to change its appearance into a much more humanoid form. This time around, the tiger blood wasn't happy with the way it looked. The tiger blood then used the... And it ends. Dan, how do you feel about your appearance right now? Are you unhappy with it? I mean, I'm... I feel emboldened. Yeah? Um, I feel like my appearance is probably pretty good, but, uh, I feel like it's a little more fluid. Oh, he sounds unhappy with his appearance, just like the tiger blood. Dan, so, uh, which if, of us is the goddess? Which of us is the, the anti-power to this? Uh, Dan, if I say the, if I say hashtag winning, does it, oh no, oh God, oh God, that set off of his, 2011. Inner, his inner Charlie Sheen. <laughs> all right, as always, all of our questions were provided by AI Supercomputer, so if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at triviaescapepod. You can just let us know what's happening on Earth, or you can tell us if you've got a great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share. We're always particularly happy to have top 10 questions because we are running out of top 10 questions. Unless you like hearing more about firefighters. And if you have theme music, please send it to us as an mp3 triviaescapepod.com. Dan, cat, Dan. Yes. Tiger blood. <laughs> tiger. Do you answer to tiger blood? Yes, no? I do. Uh. We like to ask our listeners to ask one question, not a trivia question, but just something that they want to know about one of our guests, not even knowing who our guest will be. And in fact, when we brought you aboard, we did not know who you were going to end up being. I mean, neither did I, but it's been a journey. (laughs) So here is our segment called Ask One Question. Our listener, Jenny L., asks, what's a book you hated that everyone else loved and vice versa? Ooh, this is a good question. Um, oh, uh, uh, Tess of the Durbervilles. When I first read it, hated it. But I was not, I was a different person in high school. I was an asshole in high school. You were a different person when you came aboard the pod. (laughs) That's a good point, but uh, I think if I gave it another shot now, I would probably enjoy it more. I did not at all uh, back in high school. Uh, In terms of books that I enjoyed that no one else did, uh, Great Expectations, speaking of high school, uh, was a a favorite of mine. (laughs) Interesting. Jules, what about you? Uh, something that I hated that everyone else loved, going back to being an asshole high schooler, but I still hold this opinion, the Twilight series. Every girl in my school was like dropping their pants over this book, and I didn't get it. I read the whole series, just see what the hype was. Couldn't understand it. And, and what about a book that you loved that everybody else hated? Oh, man. I don't think I read the same books as other people I know, so I don't know if I... Do you need some hipster glasses? <laughs> not saying I'm, like, not mainstream or whatever. I just... I don't know. I don't talk about books very much with people, so I don't know what my opinions are next to others. Fair enough. But, yeah. Fuck the Twilight series. A <laughs> uh, book that I hated that everyone else loved was The Collected Poems of Wallace Stevens. I'm going to go ahead and say it. No love for Wallace Stevens. That guy... Uh, but a book that I loved that uh, everyone I know hated uh, because I'm I'm a wee bit older than perhaps you are. Dan, you seem timeless all of a sudden, but uh, <laughs> a lot of my peers were just like, this Hunger Games bullshit. And I was like, I am so in I did enjoy on the Hunger, the Games, Hunger Games. It's not well written, but I could not stop. <laughs> Sometimes you don't really need something that's well written. Something no. sometimes you just need like purely entertaining. Yeah. Why are you inching closer to us, Dan? I just want to be with you both. I, Ross, can we turn on the shower? Let's turn on the shower. Let's turn on the shower. Oh God, water!
It was really loud. That was a loud response. <laughs> um, he seems to be melting a little bit. So, Dan, would you want to leave the audience with anything that you have coming up that they need to keep a lookout for before you like melt and escape? Yeah. Um. So I would say uh, he's got his old voice back now that he's been wetted oh, down yeah, a little bit. It's it's. I mean, it's not great, but um. I would say check out Concept Podcast, uh, which you can find on Twitter right now, at Concept Podcast. Uh, keep an eye out on any podcatchers, uh, but just follow me on Twitter at Dantendo64. It's where I talk about all of my projects, as long as I'm not melted. Exciting. If you are in the Chapel Hill, North Carolina area, say Monday, December 2nd at 5.30, my students in a course called Grammarama are going to be performing their final show at the Wilson Library, the Pleasance Family Room. Oh my God, I love your Grammarama shows. Oh my God. they The show this year is called A Run-On Joke. <laughs> uh, hey, it's a grammar joke. And they have got so many surprises. There will be music. There will be hijinks. It is so much fun. It is a, a tradition at the University of North Carolina. So come on out and support these guys Monday, December 2nd, 5.30 p.m., Pleasant Family Room at Wilson Library. Excellent. And then you guys know you can always find me at Tall Sunflower Tarot on Instagram. I can help you answer any questions you need with my tarot cards. Uh, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan, do you you see this? I, I have a tuna. I have a tuna. I'm going to throw it into your pod. Go, 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 go get it. Bye, Tiger Blood, bitch. Oh, my God. I was worried we were not going to get him through his airlock. That was the scariest episode I think we've ever Jesus done. That was scarier Christ. than Swamp Dave and Shirley. I know, right? And Shirley was a vampire, and I lost an arm in that episode. You did lose an arm in and that episode. And she, after the episode finished recording, she was licking my blood off the floor, and yet that was more terrifying. I think probably because now that I've lost an arm and then gotten it back, I'm much more loss averse than I used to be. Oh, but I, I know was, what it's like to lose an arm and that's terrifying. I was just very disturbed by the multiple daddies. <laughs> well, I mean, who wouldn't be disturbed by multiple daddies? <laughs> Wait, have you ever played uh, Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator? No, my Grammarama students were telling me about really? Dream Daddy. They were like, you've got to play. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> It's full of dad puns and like sexy dads. Well, you know what's great about that is I pretty much now have a dad bod, so I'm perfect for it. <laughs> um, Jules, I think on that note, maybe we ought to hop back in our stasis bed yeah, we, and get we, we no need... exercise for the next six days so I can work on this at dad bod. We need to go asleep. Yeah. So we've used all the oxygen we have for this week anyway. Listeners, we have bad news. We have terrible news. It's such bad news. It's so sad. We're going to be on break for the next couple of weeks. This is our last podcast until December 10th. We hope that you can survive Turkey Day without us. If you have leftover turkey, Dan Spencer is now full cat man, and he will come <laughs> and you just put it out on your back porch. He'll chomp it up. But uh, yeah, no, have a wonderful uh, turkey day and we will see you in the month of December. Bye, y'all.